This episode of Writer Dead is sponsored by Book Riot Insiders. Have you tried out Book Riot Insiders? If not, your time is now. It's our resource specially designed for our fellow book nerds, and you can try it for free for two weeks. There are different levels available, so you can decide which perks you want from a monthly behind-the-scenes newsletter to exclusive podcasts and giveaways. And speaking of perks, we've got a new release index curated by resident philosophy reader Liberty Hardy, so you can see the most exciting new books coming out in the next few months. Check it out and sign up for your 14-day free trial at insiders.bookriot.com. Welcome to Red or Dead, a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about the world of mysteries and thrillers. This is episode 59, and we are recording on Tuesday, August 27th. I'm Katie McLean Horner, along with Rincey Abraham, and we're coming to you from Book Riot. Hi, Katie. Hi, Rincey. How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited for the long weekend because I need it. <laughs> well, I'm super excited for the long weekend because that long weekend is basically going to, or is, not basically, is a 10-day vacation in Seattle. So, Ugh. I'm so jealous that you're going to Seattle. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest at all, and so I need to, and I'm very jealous of your upcoming vacation. Yes, I am so excited. This was originally Blaine's idea. He really wanted to visit the Pacific Northwest, and I, you know, I've, I haven't had no qualms against going, but it wasn't my first vacation spot, but the more we were looking into stuff to do, and the more we were looking at the different, at, like, the different outdoorsy things, and the different things that you can do in Seattle, the, the more excited I got, and... So, yeah, I am super excited for this trip. We're going to be doing so much outdoor stuff. Like, we're not going to be camping overnight, but we're going to be doing a fair amount of hiking. And I don't usually do outdoor stuff, but I make an exception when I'm on vacation in a gorgeous place. So, we'll see if if my body uh, agrees with that. It might do one day of hiking and then go, you know what? No, we're not doing that. <laughs> I was going to say, with all of your hiking, it's a good thing you didn't read the book that I read <laughs> for this episode, because it might freak you out a little bit. I've read enough books to know. I've read enough books kind of like that to make me sufficiently wary of going outside. And <laughs> Blaine and I have also run through, like, because we're going to be doing a couple days, a, uh, a couple of separate days in Olympic National Park. Uh, just doing, you know, moderate hikes, but yeah, nothing too extensive, but we're, I'm like, okay, we're going to have to run through like, okay, what do we do if we see a bear? What do we do if we see a mountain lion? And apparently like the mountain goats out there are kind of aggressive. So, so like, we're going to have to have like this litany. I'm like, okay, if we run into a wild creature, what do we do? And so that's, that's when I know I'm like, oh, wow. It's like when we actually have to plan for pot for the possibility of this, I'm like, oh, I feel so rugged. <laughs> We'll see how I'm doing after my first day. <laughs> yeah, I'll get into my uh, outdoorsiness later when we talk about our books for this okay. episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm, now that you mentioned, I'm like, yeah, this is an excellent uh, kickoff kickoff episode before I go trekking through the wilderness. <laughs> There's a fun teaser for everyone. Yes. Um, <laughs> So before we jump into all of the stuff that we're going to talk about in this episode, I have our first sponsor, and that is The Whisper Man by Alex North, which is published by Celadon Books. In this dark, suspenseful thriller, Alex North weaves a multi-generational tale of a father and son caught in the crosshairs of an investigation to catch a serial killer preying on a small town. Um, so 
This is a new book that's on sale now. It just it came out on August 20th. You may have heard us talk about it in the last episode, actually. Um, it's a New York Times editor's pick and a best book of Amazon pick. And it's also been optioned to become a major motion picture per produced by the Russo brothers, who are probably best well known for doing um, Avengers Endgame and Captain America. Um, so if you are someone who enjoys your thrillers to have a slight horror bent to it, then you might end up uh, liking this one. And again, that's uh, The Whisper Man by Alex North. And thanks so much to Celadon Books for sponsoring this episode. Yes, I remember this book because talking about is uh, there's a killer who lures children outside by whispering outside their windows at night. And I just went, oh, no, <laughs> that is a whole lot of nope. Yeah, I, I'm all, I'm a big baby. We talk about this all the time on this podcast. I'm a big baby. And it, I remember the last episode reading the synopsis and in the middle of the synopsis just being like, yeah, no, I, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> It was legitimately one of like the creepiest synopsises I've read out loud in a very long time. But I know that there are plenty of people out there who enjoy that sort of thing. So like me, exactly. (laughs) Maybe I'll bring that one on vacation. There you go. All right. So if uh, if you are new to the show, welcome. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. Um, so we talk about uh, mysteries, uh, suspense, thriller novels, true crime, all of that fun stuff. Um, anything related to that is fair game for what we talk about. Um, quick note, uh, since uh, since you have heard me discussing my vacation uh, already, I will mention uh, that Liberty Hardy is going to be uh, filling in for me on the podcast while I am gone. So make sure to stay tuned for that because Liberty is just a fount of knowledge about anything and everything book related. So I'm really excited to find out what you guys are going to talk about in a couple weeks. (laughs) Yeah, I'll leave that as a surprise for everyone. who's. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So um, this is also the part of the show where we do a call out for any listener ideas that you think might be fun for us to talk about on the show, whether it's a subgenre that you haven't explored or a news item or a movie adaptation that you think looks really interesting or just, you know, something going on in the world of mysteries and thrillers. Anything like that is is fair game, and we use those ideas to plan future episodes. This episode, in fact, is brought to you by one of our fantastic listener ideas, which we will jump into in a little bit. But... We do use these ideas for the show, and we always love chatting with with listeners. So if you have an idea that's been bouncing around in your head, please do let us know. We'll have our contact information at the end of the show so that, so that you can get in touch with us. But we, all, we, always, uh, we always enjoy hearing from everyone and, and uh, reading about the fantastic, the fantastic ideas that you guys come up with, because we've read some really interesting books based on the ideas that you guys have had. All right. So to jump into the beginning part of the episode, um, I have a couple of news items to start things off. Uh, so first off, they today, as we're recording this, I believe, um, USA has released the trailer for uh, their new crime anthology show, which is called Briar Patch. And it is based on the book Briar Patch by Ross Thomas. Uh, now, this is a book that I never really had a whole lot of interest in. But this TV show I am interested in because it is starring Rosario Dawson. Um, so if you aren't aware, the book itself uh, follows this character named Benjamin Dill, who finds out that his sister has died in a car bomb explosion. Um, and the 
sister who died was also a homicide detective. Um, and so he like returns back home to like this small town to basically figure out what exactly happened. And so this TV show is basically, or at least this first season, because they said it's a crime anthology. So I don't know exactly what they're going to be doing um, with it, but uh, you're following Rosario Dawson. So they've changed the main character from I, what I'm assuming is a white man to a woman of color, which is amazing. Um, and so she's starring as the investigator who is returning to her hometown to investigate the uh, murder of her sister who has died in a car explosion. So yeah, I mean, I just wanted to bring this to people's attention because the trailer looks really good. Uh, it's being uh, put together, written and executive produced by Andy Greenwald. He's the executive producer and showrunner, I believe, and he worked on Mr. Robot. And so this looks like it could be a really good show. It's set to premiere in next year on USA. Um, so we'll have a link down in the show notes to an article that'll also have a link to the trailer as well. So definitely check that out if you haven't already, because I'm intrigued for sure. And then the other piece of news that I want to just briefly uh, touch upon is uh, this new article. I believe that it's also a podcast episode uh, based that uh, is posted on the Washington Post. And it's a piece talking to N.K. Jemison, Jasmine Guillory, as well as Lauren Wilkinson about being women of color, specifically, they're all black women um, working in these different literary genres. So Lauren Wilkinson wore wrote the book American Spy, which Katie and I have talked about previously on Red or Dead, which is a really great new espionage-based novel. Um, Jasmine Guillory writes romance, N.K. Jemison writes uh, science fiction and fantasy. And so it's basically talking about their experiences working in the world of publishing and how uh, the the world of publishing, although it is slowly moving towards becoming more diverse, it's still very much owned and dominated by white men. Um, so they just talk about their experiences about it and yeah, their feelings about it and things like that. So there are some really great uh, quotes and insights um, in this interview. So definitely check that out as well. All right. Um, now we've, we've talked a lot in one way or another about uh, a woman in the window and t I think we've also mentioned the um, the film adaptation starring Amy Adams originally. I think it was going to be out in October of this year, but it has been pushed back until May of 2020. Uh, they had to undergo some reshoots. Apparently, the uh, first uh, test audience that they played the movie for were came away somewhat confused. Um, so they had to do some, re they had to do some reshoots for, for the film. So, th so we're looking at an early summer release for this movie. Um, I think, well, it, I could be, I could be wrong, but just, but just based on how many people are, uh, have been talking about this book, I still think the movie's gonna, gonna get, going to make a lot of money. It's like, whether whether you've read the book or not, you've heard of the book, and you've probably heard about the stuff going on that we're going was going on with the author and all that fun stuff. So this, this is going to be, this is still going to be a big movie, regardless of when it comes out. But if you are looking forward to it, you will have to wait a little bit longer to see it. And if there are any other updates that come out between now and then, we will be sure to let you know. 
And then finally, if you are into YA suspense, uh, you will probably be excited to learn that the NBC, uh, NBC's streaming service, their upcoming streaming service, uh, gave a pilot order for One of Us is Lying based on Karen M. McManus's best-selling thriller, which came out, I think, maybe a couple of years ago. I, I've heard it described as like The Breakfast Club, but where someone dies. And so I was like, well, sign me up. <laughs> I've said before, you can compare anything to The Breakfast Club and you've prob and I will probably read it. I have not yet read it, but it is definitely on my shelf. Um so if you really liked that book, make sure to keep an eye out for the um hopefully what will be an uh, be an upcoming series from yet another streaming service, NBC Universal. <laughs> um but hopefully they'll do, uh, they'll do this one justice because it sounds like it was a really intriguing book. And then with that, before we jump into the main part of our episode, I have our second sponsor, which is Chase Darkness with Me by Billy Jensen. Billy Jensen is a journalist um, who has spent 15 years investigating unsolved murders, fighting for the families of victims, and every story that he wrote about were was an unsolved case where the killer was still out there. And this author was also friends with Michelle McNamara, who wrote I'll Be Gone in the Dark. We have talked about that book so much on this episode. And after she died, he got... Billy just got fed up with all of these cold cases and killers that were that were not being caught. And following a dark night, he came up with a plan, a plan to investigate past the point when the cops had given up and a plan to solve the murders himself. This book is an examination of the evil forces that walk among us, illustrating a novel way to catch those killers. It's a true crime narrative unlike anything you've ever read before. He is also the co-creator and co-host of the true crime podcast, The Murder Squad. His book has gotten a lot of attention from tr other true crime authors and enthusiasts, including John Douglas, who wrote the book Mindhunter, which formed the basis of the TV series Mindhunter, and uh, Patton Oswalt, who was the husband of Michelle McNamara, says that Billy Jensen's book is an intense, fascinating read for true crime lovers and newbies, and best of all, readers can get in on the action, because Jensen encourages readers to come along on the journey with him and try to help solve everyday uh, everyday cases that the police have not yet solved. So this sounds like a really, really interesting book, um, especially for true crime people. And if you've been watching Mindhunter, you've probably been bitten by the true crime bug, just like I have. So again, that book is Chase Darkness With Me by Billy Jensen, and we thank them very much for sponsoring this episode. All right. So as we alluded to at the top of the episode, uh, this topic was suggested to us by a listener. And basically, they just wanted us to talk about survivalist thrillers. Uh, and so that sort of genre for me personally, or subgenre, I should say, uh, is something that I always avoided. Because personally, I'm someone who's already not a big nature person. <laughs> So reading about terrifying things happening in nature probably will not help that situation. <laughs> yeah, I I have to say most of the survival survival type books I have read have definitely been flat out horror. Um so this so this was almost kind of like a dial it back kind of situation cuz I will, I will say if you're looking for really super intense survivalist horror novels, I've got a couple of really good suggestions for you. Um, but yeah, this, it's, it's a subgenre that feels very, very real. 
And so I, sometimes that's what I'm looking for. Other times I'm like, you know what? I, I can't handle that kind of stress in my life. Yeah. I mean, we can kind of just jump into the books that we read. Uh, Katie and I hilariously picked the same author to read for this episode <laughs> without realizing it because we forgot to just talk about it in advance. <laughs> but, um, but we actually read different books by the same author, which is actually funny as well. Um, so the one that I read is called The River at Night. Um, and the author is Erica Farinick. Um, and so the one that I picked is about a group of friends who end up going like camping and whitewater rafting up in like the main wilderness, which is like everything I don't like. <laughs> like I can feel the city girl in me just like coming out and like full force. Like I'm someone who can handle like a day trip out to a place but i've never been camping before um i've been i've like slept in cabins when i was like a teenager and done that sort of thing but like being out in the woods on my own with people who are also not camping wilderness people is like literally my worst nightmare and so reading this book i will say like this book was very captivating um but it was literally all of my nightmares come true <laughs> So, uh, yeah, like I said, you're following these four friends and they're four female friends and they basically uh, have an accident while they're on this whitewater rafting trip. And the trip is supposed to last like three or four days over the course of like a long weekend. And it's about them trying to survive in the woods. And yeah, I mean, I there's not it's hard to talk about the like books like this, because so much of what makes it exciting is based on like not knowing anything that happens in the plot. So it's kind of hard to talk about it. But there were some interesting plot choices that were made in this book that I wasn't expecting. There was it's it starts off really, really slowly, I will say in the beginning where they're doing a lot of setup talking about all of these different characters and their friendship and sort of their history. Uh, and then the last half of the book goes by super, super fast. So once you start getting into the actual whitewater rafting trip, the plot just sort of like takes off at a bullet speed. So if you are someone who is still like going on vacation, and maybe you're going on vacation for Labor Day weekend or something like that. Um, and you want something that is like super action packed and like all plot, this is 100% a thing for you. Um, if you are someone who has a lot of anxiety around camping in the wilderness, I would hesitate recommending this to you. <laughs> Just because as a person who uh, isn't a big fan of the wilderness, this made me even more not a fan of the wilderness. Like I have a lot of friends who keep trying to convince me to go camping, like for reals, like set up a tent camping. And I feel like now I'm just going to hand them this book and be like, this is why I'm never going to go camping. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think that it's one of those things where you have to be like ready for the realness of like actual things that could potentially happen while you are out in the wild. And that is not an easy thing for me personally to like read and deal with. Yeah, like I mentioned, I am not a fan of camping. Well, I say that because like you, I have never been camping. If it were if it were camping in that, hey, we're kind of out in the wilderness, but we're in a cabin where there's at least running water. Yeah, I might do that. I don't mind it being a little rugged. I just want an actual bathroom. Like, yes, that's, that's really what it is. I have a coworker who she she and her family go like camping 
Like, you know, you have to hike to get to, to get to your campsite and you're there for a week. And so, and when I was telling, telling her, I'm like, yeah, I couldn't do that. I need an actual place. She's like, oh, like glamping. I'm like, no, 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 not like glamping. I'm like, I don't need like a super fancy, like little fully furnished mini tent. Like I, I'm not, it's not like that. I'm like, just give me a bathroom. Like <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't want to have to do my business in the woods pretty much. I'm like, I have a bar. It's low, but that's my bar. Um, so the book that I read, again, by Erica Ferencic, I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, this one just came out a couple of months ago, and I know we talked about it on the podcast because I remember commenting on the overall plot of the book. Um, but it is called Into the Jungle. And this book follows... Lily Bushwald, who is in uh, Bolivia. Yes, she is. She is in Bolivia. She's 19. She's grown up in a foster home. She's kind of had a she's had a very, very kind of rebellious. I need to take care of myself um, approach to life, which she unfortunately has learned through experience. Um, she is not above stealing and doing what she needs to do to survive that way. Um, and while she's staying in Bolivia, she meets this guy who was born in this remote jungle village that's like a several hours plane trip away, like in the heart of the Amazon. And they, it's, they like fall in love. And she decides, um, when he finds out that his, nephew has been killed by a jaguar he needs to he needs to go back he's a he's a trained hunter he needs to go back and help his help his village find the jaguar and kill it and she is so head over heels for this guy that she says hey let me come with you and that's the point where i go wait 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 time out (laughs) what's so i'm like Really? Because at this point, she's known the guy for, like, maybe two months. And I I'm, I was just having a hard time picturing any person that I'd be willing to go into the wilds of Bolivia for. Even if I'd know, I don't care how long I've known him, that, that's just for me that I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm sorry. Um, but that was not the choice that Lily made. She goes with him, and she has to uh, find a way to make a life in this community that's very rural the culture the the religion the way of life everything about this village is just so out is just so far removed from what she's used to and so yeah same thing with this book i don't want to give away too many of the plot points because yeah by the end of the book is a, especially it's just a real page turner but yeah with this book i re- i was a little i don't want to say hesitant but i wanted to see how it would play out because this is just just because when you have a case of a white author writing about in like indigenous communities or communities of with people of color there is a possi- there's a strong possibility for really getting it wrong and i didn't necess- i didn't automatically think that the author was going to was going to get it wrong but you, i just am a little wary with that from my perspective as a white reader, I think she did a I think she did a really good job of I mean it's hard because she's telling she's kind of telling their story through the eyes of a white woman, but she really the way she describes their their village and their their ways of life and their daily routines and the 
the animals and the plants and everything that they do. It's fascinating. And you can tell that she's writing it with this, with this kind of, with, with a lot of respect for, for their culture. Um, and I think, I think that, that it worked, that it worked pretty well. And by, I have to say, by the end of the book, I had, without giving too much away, I had, I, I was much more sympathetic to Lily's plight than I was at the beginning of the book where I was like, I'm like, you're, I'm like, you're, you're giving up, basically you're giving up plumbing for this guy. Mm, I don't know. Um, and like the first day that they're there, they're in a hut. And then all of a sudden, like tarantulas start raining down on her head. No. Yes. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, God. So that, like, it's full of details like that. I mean, some, not a lot of them are much more pleasant than that. But um, it's, there's just so many details about the, about the wildlife there. And so it's interesting because this is kind this is a survival thriller, but it's not like, oh, something went horribly wrong. And she found herself in this predicament. Like she cut, she put her, she literally put herself in this position to where she has to be, where she has to learn to, to live within, within this community. So it is a little bit of a different survival thriller, but it's, it's still got so many of those elements. And there are other plot points that develop where it really becomes much more of a survival thriller. But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I read it in just a couple of sittings. Um, I was, I, uh, I stayed up last night to, to finish it and I just, I just tore through like the last half of the book. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it really solidified my, yeah, my belief that I should never go into the jungle for any reason, anywhere whatsoever. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed it. So yeah, that one was uh, Into the Jungle by Erica Forensic. And then since we, well, uh, Rincey, I'll let you do, see if you have anything to add, but I also have a couple of bonus suggestions since we ended up reading the same author. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot more to add. I will say, uh, as you mentioned, like one of the reasons why I picked The River at Night specifically is because I was very hesitant about um some a white author writing about someone entering into the jungles of Bolivia. Uh, so that's why I ended up skipping into the jungle. So I'm really glad that to hear that the author handled that well. And I'll, I will say that there is also a character in my book who's deaf and has, uh, who speaks with using sign language. And that becomes part of the story as well. And I thought that that inclusion of a character was really pretty well done and like a very interesting sort of addition just because you don't see a lot of mysteries and thrillers and things like that featuring characters who are who have like disabilities in general of any sort um so i will say like props to the author for including things like that without being you know insensitive or offensive or anything like that yeah and that's and that's when you mentioned that my first thought was the movie the quiet um oh yeah quiet place quiet place yeah um, because, um, if you haven't seen it, I mean, that right there, that's, well, that's survivalist horror, um, with, uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, but the, the girl who plays their, I think it's their oldest daughter, but they made, they, the character is deaf, but they also made sure that they got a deaf actress to play her so, th so that the, 
so so that that could come across in the film and everyone learned sign language in order to communicate. It was it's fascinating. Um, anyway, so for a couple of bonus suggestions that you might be interested in if you're looking for survival thrillers that are not written by Erica Forensic, um, the first one is actually a nonfiction book. It's called Miracle in the Andes, 72 Days on the Mountain and My Long Trek Home by Nando Parado. And Nando Parado was part of a... Uh, he's from Uruguay, and he was uh, part of a rugby team when in the 70s they were flying to it, like uh, Chile or some, somewhere in South America, and his the plane carrying his crew crashed in the Andes Mountains. And he was unconscious for three days before he woke up in the mountains, found that many of the people on the plane were dead or dying, including members of his own family. Uh, the people who were still alive were stranded on a glacier nearly 12,000 feet above sea level. They had to go through some really, really horrific means in order to survive, including finding out... I don't know exactly how I have not read the I have not actually read the book, but I have read a lot about it, learning that the search for the rugby party had been called off. And they're stuck in the Andes Mountains knowing that. So the author ended up leading an expedition in like through the mountains and across the wilderness to find help. Like this is like super intense survivalist books like if 127 hours or I think it's called between a rock and a hard place the the book that was made into a movie with James Franco where he gets caught hiking um between uh between a rock wall and a boulder um like this is kind of up on on that level so but it's a it's a book that not that hasn't gotten or at least it has it doesn't seem to be talked about as much as those types of books um so if you are if that kind of story uh interests you or if you're looking for a reason not to go flying above the mountains um you can pick up miracle in the andes by nando parado and then my second suggestion i know i've talked about it on the show before um but if you are looking for something more horrorish um for survival thrillers if you haven't yet read bird box by josh mailerman i beg you to <laughs> it is so good it has all of the elements of the of a survival thriller, both in terms of the present day story where the main character and her children have to navigate a river blindfolded in search of in search of civilization, or whether you're looking at that storyline or the storyline from the past where the main character has to hole up in a house with other with other people because there are monsters outside in the outside world and there's something about them when people look at them they go crazy kill other people and then kill themselves so they basically have to board up all of the windows they have if they go outside they have to be blindfolded and that that element like you mentioned before Rincy of not knowing is where of what's going to happen is a huge part of the suspense. Bird Box is built around the entire concept of not knowing, and it's just so good. And even if you don't like horror, I know a lot of non-horror fans or non-horror readers who have read the book and loved it. Um, so again, that is Bird Box, Josh Mailerman, read it. It's fantastic. So yeah, I mean, that's basically all we have for that segment. But feel free to let us know if there are other survival thrillers that you guys really, really enjoy. Because we always like hearing your guys's comments in terms of like these subgenres and what you guys actually really enjoy. But I probably will never pick them up because I'm a baby. 
And I will keep my fingers crossed that I do not have a real-life survival thriller in Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because now that we're talking about it, I'm just like, oh, God, we're going into the forest. (laughs) Really tall trees, but we've, we've got, like... I've downloaded an app that will, like a trail app that that doesn't require Wi-Fi and uses GPS positioning to let us know where we are. So, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure this doesn't go Blair Witch Project on us. <laughs> okay. So, uh, with that, shall I jump into our new releases? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. All right. So for something a little bit different, uh, we have our new releases coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks. So the the four main ones that I'm talking about, actually, uh, they all come out on September 3rd. So that is going to be next Tuesday. Uh, the first one I have is called To the Lions by Holly Watt, which is an international fil- uh, thriller with a female journalist named Casey Benedict. Um, who has infiltrated the lives and exposed the lives of countless politicians and power players and using her, her contacts and her ability to slip into whatever identity suits the situation. She's always looking for the next big story, no matter how much danger it might place her in or what the cost might be. So she is really dedicated to to finding these stories and uncovering the truth. So she gets tipped off by an overheard conversation at a London nightclub, and she begins to investigate the apparent suicide of a wealthy young British man whose death has left his loved ones devastated. Um, but it's the tipping point of what she quickly realizes is a much more sinister and dangerous scandal involving the world's most powerful leaders and magnates, uh, men who are gathering in northern Africa for an extreme and secret hunt. Um, with a fellow reporter and a combat veteran by her side, Casey's determined hunt for the truth will take her from the glitz of St. Tropez to the deserts of Libya and on to the very darkest corners of the human mind. So if you are interested in international political espionage suspense novels, um, make sure to pick up To the Lions by Holly Watt. And again, that comes out on September 3rd. And the next book is called Iced in Paradise by Naomi Hirahara, which uh, Naomi Hirahara has written other books, but this is the first in a new series, and it takes place in Hawaii. Uh, main character is Leilani Santiago, um, who discovers a pro surfer dead in her family's ice shack on the Hawaiian island of Kauai. And so she has to work to exonerate the number one murder suspect, who is her estranged father, and also the surfer's coach. So she, Leilani is back in Hawaii to keep her family business afloat. Um, and then when she stumbles across him, she, she jumps in, she has to find the real killer and safeguard her her entire family, including her mother, who is ill, her sisters, her grandmother, while also preserving a long-distance relationship with her boyfriend in Seattle. And this sounds um, this sounds just like a fun beginning to a series. And the fact that it's set in Hawaii, also, I'm like, oh, this sounds fabulous. So if, um, so if you're looking for a new mystery series to pick up, you can check out Iced in Paradise by Naomi Hirahara, uh, which, again, is out on September 3rd. And then continuing with our, uh, true crime, uh, talk with our, with our last sponsor. Um, if you are, if you've been bitten by the true crime bug, um, you will definitely want to take a look at this book. It's called The Nature of Life and Death, Every Body Leaves a Trace by Patricia Wiltshire. 
And this is a really interesting blend of science writing and uh, true crime narrative that looks at the at how crime and nature play off of each other and how the secrets uh from one can reveal se- can reveal secrets about the other so basically using clues that you find in the that you find at the at a crime scene in the natural world to solve to solve the crimes um so patricia wiltshire is a forensic ecologist um so she she finds what are often overlooked clues left behind by criminal activity she uses she's um a forensic scientist using um most of her work takes place under a microscope um whether she's looking at mud tracks or dirt specks or any kind of debris that might have been picked up or left behind um at a crime scene she has um she talks about her experiences and her um, accuracy has made her one of the most in-demand police consultants in the world. So this sounds really, really interesting. Um, if you are interested in forensic investigations, this kind of, uh, looks at a slightly different aspect of that that you may, that you may not have, um, read about or considered before and how the unseen world around us, whether it's plants, animals, spores, fungi, pollen, microbes, how that, how we kind of leave behind these traces or pick up these elements throughout our everyday lives and never really think about it and how those elements can sometimes be the tipping point that um that helps the police solve solve uh crimes um so again that is the nature of life and death every body leaves a trace by patricia wiltshire out september 3rd and then the uh i do have a couple of bonus releases that these these books kind of speak for themselves. We don't need to go into too much detail, but we definitely want to mention that they are coming out. Um, those books actually both come out today, August 27th. Um, the first one is A Better Man by Louise Penny, which is the next book in her Inspector Gamache series. Um, and again, that is called A Better Man. And then the next uh, Lisbeth Salander novel comes out today as well, The Girl Who Lived Twice by David Lagerkrantz. So if you've been keeping up with that series from the original Millennium Trilogy and beyond, you'll definitely want to pick that one up as well. I didn't even realize they were still doing more Lisbeth Sander books. Like, I know they did another one, like, after the trilogy, but I didn't realize they were still going. So that's good to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I I was gonna say now that like I've said before, now that I order fiction for my library, I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) You definitely know about all of those. Yeah, same with Louise Penny. Oh, my God. Gosh, she is popular. I that was one of the that was one of those books. As soon as I saw she had a new book coming out, I'm like, yeah, I'm ordering multiple copies of this. All right. Uh, so to wrap up the episode, I will jump into what I've been reading lately. Um, so I actually read Force of Nature by Jane Harper, which is kind of survivalist adjacent. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Which I didn't do on purpose. I just like happened to pull that one off of my piles of books and was like, yeah, I I think I'm in the mood for a Jane Harper book. And it just ended up being that this is one that is kind of survivalist. So anyways, uh, I love this book so much. Like, I think I love this one more than I love the dry. So in this book, you are following this like group of people uh who end up doing this sort of like team building activity where they go like camping out in the woods which i again the city girl in me was like why why is this a team building activity this sounds terrible 
And I have to say, just because I read the blog Ask a Manager, you would be surprised at how many people have written in because their workplaces are like, hey, we're doing this super, like, the super intense outdoorsy, like, weekend camping in the woods group bonding thing. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, no, I would quit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So anyways, um, so this book follows this group of people who do this thing and they like split off. So the guys are doing uh, one set, one trail and the girls are doing a separate trail and you are following. There are five girls who end up going in, but only four come back out on the other side. And so one of the girls has gone missing and, you know, everyone basically comes in to try to find out what happened. And so the story flashes back and forth in time between the present day uh, search as well as what happened over the course of the few days that they were in the woods. Um, and yeah, it was amazing. Honestly, like I can't describe like this book gripped me from page one. Jane Harper is such a fantastic writer. Um, I'm sure that everyone listening to this is probably already aware of it, but just in case you aren't, you guys need to pick up her books. It's so good. I'm so excited to read more from her. I know she came out with The Lost Man um, earlier this year, which is a standalone. Um, this one is technically a sequel to uh, The Dry because you're following the same uh, investigator, Aaron Falk. But personally, I don't think that you need to read them in a specific order. Like they do make like slight references to things, but it's so vague and not at all essential to what actually happens in Force of Nature that if you're in the mood for something more fast paced, I would say go for Force of Nature first. If you're in the mood for something more like atmospheric and slow burn, then go with the dry first. Um, so yes, I loved it so much. It was fantastic. Um, and then in terms of what I'm going to be reading, obviously this changes all the time, but I've really been in the mood to read The Confessions of Franny Langton by Sarah Collins. I got an um, early copy of this and I still haven't read it yet. It came out earlier this year as well. Um, it's following this woman named Franny Langton who was a former slave um, and she uh, works on a sugar plantation, I believe, or no, she used to work in a sugar plantation in Jamaica, and then she ended up moving to London. And she's basically accused of killing her employer and his wife. And so I believe that you're following like the trial around all of that. Um, so yeah, it's like historical fiction, um, as well as a mystery. And I've heard really, really good things about this one. So that's definitely something I've been meaning to read for a while. So the Confessions of Franny Langton will probably get read before the next episode, but we'll see. Yeah, that is also a book that I have an advanced copy of at home that I also have not read yet and has been on my list for a while. So that's one that I've been like, oh, I should read it. And then I get sidetracked by something else. So I am excited to hear what you think of that one. For me, I, gosh, I I have not been doing a ton of reading lately, other than the book for this episode. Um, I'm almost finished listening to uh, Mr. Mercedes on audio, which I mentioned in the last episode because I was hitting an audiobook rut and I knew that I would enjoy Mr. Mercedes, which is by Stephen King. Um, if you, if you weren't already aware, um, I'm almost finished with it. It's, oh my gosh, if you want to talk about suspense that's going to keep you like either reading the book or like driving in circles while you're listening to the audiobook or making up chores so that you can keep listening, this book is, oh, he is, I mean, Stephen King, I just, I love his writing style. He's such, he's such a 
good writer, but when he steps away from horror, like this, this is this is flat out suspense. But he does it so skillfully. And what I love about the book is that from the beginning, the book alternates between um, Bill Hodges, who is the retired detective, and uh, Brady Hartsfeld, who is the um, who is the killer, and you alternate back and forth from the beginning of the book where you get both of their perspectives. And so you know what Brady Hartsfeld is planning, what he, you know, what he's planning on doing. And so like in the sections where you're listening, where it's coming from Bill Hodges, you just kind of want to scream like, oh my God, he's going to do this. And like you're, and like you get so excited when you realize that he's like, hey, he's actually like, He's trying to find out who the killer was who drove a Mercedes into a crowd of people the year before, which was Brady Hartsfield. So he's trying to figure, he's trying to solve this case that he never was able to solve when he was still on the police force. And like, when you realize that he's on the right track, like, you just want to be like, oh my God, yes, 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 you're getting there, you're getting there. And then when he veers off track, you're like, you just want to like scream and be like, no, what are you doing? It's such a, it, it brings up so many strong emotions, but it's so well done. Like, I'm just powerless to stop listening. And so one, I'm almost finished with it, like I said. So once I, finish that, I might just have to go ahead and um, pick up uh, two and three on audio, which is Finders Keepers is the second one in the trilogy, and then End of Watch is the third one, which I have not yet read. I have read Mr. Mr. Mercedes before, but the other two I have not read yet. So maybe I'll keep up with that, or I have no idea. I have no idea how much reading I'm going to get done on this trip. It will will be a mystery even to me. There we go. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I like that. (laughs) All right. So on that note, (laughs) that's our show. (laughs) Thanks so much to everyone for listening. For show notes, you can head over to bookriot.com slash listen and head over to the Red or Dead page. There'll be links to all of the stories we talked about at the top of the show, as well as uh, links to all of the books that we mentioned here. If you enjoy the podcast, definitely leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so that way other people can discover us. And if you want to send us an email with feedback, with future episode suggestions, you can email us at redordead at bookriot.com. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Rincey A. And I am on Twitter at KT underscore library lady. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.